Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up? What's up? What's up? Welcome everybody in to Believe in the Dallas Cowboys. I am Jeff Cavanaugh. Alongside my dear friend, a handsome man, and a wonderful human, the great Jesse Holly, former Cowboys wide receiver. Oh, Jesse Holly went 77 yards. It must be a reality show. Right here. Um, just making sure I have all my things right, Jesse. You know the things I'm talking about. I just got to get the things right real quick. Yeah, that we'll, online. So you you know, go. We're gonna get we're gonna get that straight. Uh, obviously, Jesse and I, and believe in the Dallas Cowboys is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. They're your, your number one source for all your football betting needs this season. If you've been listening to Jesse and I, who we've been you know betting on these Cowboys at least with our words. Uh, you'd be filthy rich. You can get the latest odds, matchup info, player news, game trends. They're your continued source for all sports wagering info, bet online, live betting, free contests, live scores, giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, MLB, MMA, tennis, boxing, golf. Head to betonline.ag to join. Receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Use our promo code BELIEVE to receive those rewards. B-L-E-A-V. It's bet online. Where the game starts. How are you, Jesse? I'm well. Let me also promote. You can go and get this cool Believe in Cowboys t-shirt. Merch. They, they sent me one of these. You can go You can go into the Believe store and grab you one of these bad boys. It's actually nice. It's like that soft cotton. It fits good like around the biceps. So you kind of look like you got, you know. Like well, you have to have biceps. Bit. Yeah, like you've been doing a little bit of work out there. So. Go get your Believe Cowboys T-shirt. It's really, really nice. Like, you know, Heather Gray fits really, really well. I like, I like the way it fits on my skin. Feels yeah, good. I would like the way it fit on my skin, too, if I lifted weights. Uh, so that looks great for you. Congratulations, Jesse. That's great. That's wonderful. We're really happy for you. <laughs> Hi, everybody, and welcome. Cowboys versus Rams. Jesse, is Cooper Rush about to be 5-0? and oh? Um, I guess give my predictions early. I, I think – the clock strikes 12 and he goes back to a pumpkin today. Okay, never mind. Let's uh we'll do our predictions later. Uh we'll do oh. predictions later. You know, it's a little early to be uh so negative. Um because I'm gonna predict the same thing. But uh <laughs> the good news and why the Cowboys really do have a shot to beat the defending Super Bowl champs with a backup quarterback is the Rams offense looks busted. It's still Matt Stafford. It's still Cooper Cup, but the Allen Robert, the Allen Allen Robinson signing has not worked out at all. They got a dude named Skoranek playing wide receiver. That offensive line isn't playing real well. So I guess to start off, spoiler alert: I do think we're both going to pick the Rams to win this game. But I absolutely would not be stunned if the Cowboys win this game because they're going to have the home field advantage even in SoFi. 
and the Rams offense is really struggling to run the ball and to protect the quarterback. So if you're drawing up a plan for success for the Cowboys, is that possible? Can you draw that up? Yeah, I could I can draw I can definitely draw up a plan of success for the Cowboys. Um I mean it starts it starts first defensively, right? You gotta get off the field on third down. The Cowboys have been atrocious this year on third down. Uh, like if it's like five and five and less, they've been like 37%, five or more, it's like uh 35%. It's something, it's something they're they're in the mid to low 30s. Um and getting off the field on third down. So got to be able to convert on 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 those opportunities getting getting all getting extended drives and of course getting off the field defensively i think also you have to make a decision which way are we going to go are we going to go let cooper rush have 18 targets for 10 catches and 125 don't be flipping your cooper or cooper cup or are we going to take him out and say you have to beat us with higby and Allen robinson and i think once you make that decision and then uh, you know um I saw a clip this morning. Uh, it was uh, it, it was uh, Todd Bowles was talking about Micah Parsons, uh, and they were preparing for the game. And the clip was basically said like, "Hey, if 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 they stop you on first down, they're gonna unle- they're gonna unleash their prize possession, and that's number eleven. And so I think that's that formula still applies. I do think though that Micah's dealing with something, yeah, yeah, injury related. I don't know what it is." I don't know if it's a it's, it's an ankle or knee or what it is. He's dealing with something that's but hampering his performance. He was reaching for his back last week coming off the field a couple of different times. And so, like, yeah, Micah definitely has something going on. He's gone from being no. It's the Giants. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, he's, he's, he's dealing with something. And... You can tell because Micah Parsons was number one in the league in his pass rush win rate by like eight miles after two games. And after four games, he's now second behind Von Miller, but he's gone from winning like 60 something percent of the time, which is unheard of. That would break their system. But now it's more like in the thirties. So his effectiveness isn't what it was the first two weeks. I still think you line him up against Joe Noteboom, their left tackle, who has let up eight pressures to two different teams this year. And hopefully Parsons or D-Law can have some really big success. But I agree. There's something There's something nagging at Micah, and he's not 100%. And hopefully he's feeling a little better and can raise some hell. Go ahead. So let me ask you, let me ask you a question. With lining Micah, and, and I get it. I get the tendency of saying, We've played a bad offensive line in Tampa. We played a bad offensive line in uh, Cincinnati. We played a bad offensive line in New York. We played an even worse offensive line in Washington. And so you keep running into these offensive linemen that are bad. That is a theme of that. That might be the theme of the NFL season this year: how poor offensive lineman play is. But does the does lining Micah up at that position? where he's constantly having to deal with 300 pounds, even though he beats him at times. He don't beat him every single time. And he has to get into these battles where he's going to get chipped by tight ends, by running backs. But he's constantly being weighed on, leaned on, held, punched, moved, all that kind of stuff by 300-pound dudes. Is that a recipe of wearing Micah down throughout the course of the season and maybe kind of stop lining him up so much primarily at the defensive end spot and move him back to linebacker more? 
I think it's possible, but I think I actually I think they're doing it the right way. Where Micah in the first four games in game one, he only played, I think, four snaps at linebacker. Game two, he played like 16. Game three, I think it was back to like five. And then game four, it was like 20. I think what they're doing is saying, are we playing a team that wants to run the ball? And if they want to run the ball, Micah can play linebacker and jack that up. And if we think they want to throw the ball, we're going to line him up and let him get after the quarterback. And so, like, I think if you feel confident about how he's feeling right now, this is a game where you tell him, go get Matt Stafford, because the Rams have been struggling to run the ball. I think it's like 3.1 or 3.3 yards per carry. They hadn't gotten anything going with Henderson or Akers, and I don't know if they're going to try to. But, um, yeah, I, I, I do think if you're worried about him wearing a bigger number of snaps off the ball where you don't have to do that so much because like linemen aren't going to mess with Parsons if he's at linebacker because he beats him to the spot. <laughs> like you're not going to, you're not going to be wrestling a lot if he's uh, playing linebacker. And I do want to go to a couple of our super chats. we got formula here. Why am I getting an echo? What am I doing wrong? I'm doing something wrong. Um, how concerned should we be about no Peters and Connor being the starting left guy going forward, especially since AD is going to make him crap his pants. Jason Peters had a chest injury, and I saw John Machado say he might miss multiple weeks. Um, I don't love it. I, I like that he's ramping up and getting more snaps, and I don't like that now it looks like it's going to be a, the Connor McGovern show. Um, but that's better than the Matt Farniak show. Just, I don't, I don't think McGovern's an NFL starter. I think that that could be potentially trouble, and Aaron Donald might eat his lunch. Um, but at least it's not Matt Farniok. Like you don't have it. You're not going to have a great answer for Aaron Donald period. Nobody does. And I'd rather had 40 year old, old man strength. Um, Jason Peters in there, but yeah, Aaron Donald might raise some hell this game. And that's, that's not good. And that's why I think, <clears throat> excuse me, Kellen needs to get back to what he did against Cincinnati. Do what he did against the giants. Um, I think he got away from that. I think he got, I think he got, he got one of his, one of his fast cars back out of the shop and Michael Gallup. And all of a sudden he wanted to just spread that thing open. And, and, and I think that hurt because when you look at the way that Cooper Rush was passing the ball, he was under a lot of pressure. There was a lot of, I called it the, the, the Dirk Flamingo passes. A couple of those interceptions that were, that were penalties he was he was fading away, throwing them things up there like yeah, Michael Gallup down there somewhere. I'm like, that's not the formula that really helped you win football games. When you went 12 personnel, when you went double Y, and and you had that you had those things kind of blocked up and, and secured that protection a little bit better. Now you just had the simple two reads. It was like, hey, we're going here, we're going here, we're throwing it out of bounds. And I thought I thought he played much more under control and had a a, a much more precise decision making. But when he went three wide receivers and that bad boy was spread out, and 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 I think you picked the wrong team because those Allen and those other guys up front was having their way with the offensive line. I didn't like that Kellen Moore glitched and went to that. I think he needs to get back to that, especially with you not having Peters and you having uh, Greg Gaines and and having Aaron Donald like in that middle. And and they've added Greg Gaines to that front. To allow, if you if you notice, they move Aaron Donald all up and down that line of scrimmage. They 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 deploy him at defensive end, 
He's in wide. He's in tight. He's over the center. Like he's shading. He's shading the center. He's shading the guard. He's he's out in the wide. Not like he's everywhere. And they're creating these games with 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 uh, with with uh, with with um, Aaron Donald and allowing big Greg Gaines to be that man eater in the middle to kind of you know to allow Bobby Wagner to flow and just be a flow flow, flow free flowing hitting running linebacker. Well, and they got to know, the Cowboys got to know that Aaron Donald's going to be coming for your center and your left guard. That's who he's going to be coming for because that's what they're going to view as as the weak spot. And so you're going to have to find a way to game plan. It's hard to game plan against pressure coming right down the gut, but you're going to have to figure out what are you going to do about Aaron Donald. And maybe that's run right at him where he doesn't get to just fire off the ball and pass rush. Uh, but they'll have to game plan with some stuff around that Vance in the super chat. How concerned are you about the Rams running game? We'll playing curse over bar helping the run defense. Here's the thing about the Rams running game. And I mentioned it already is this is the movable object against the, uh, how does that go? Immovable object against the, whatever the movable object versus the movable object. Cause the Cowboys have given up the most big runs in the league, the resistible force, the, uh, the Cowboys have given up five yards of carry and the most big run plays in the league, and the Rams can't run the ball. So one of those doesn't work. The, the Rams can't be awful at running the ball and the Cowboys be awful at defending the run. One of those is going to win. Uh, and I don't know which one, but I wouldn't be terribly concerned about the Rams running game just because I don't think they're tempted to commit to it, especially considering they're being they're sucking at it. Um, I think you've got to figure out how are you going to stop Cooper Cup? Because at the moment, that's all they got. The Rams have only gone over 20 points one time. But Cooper Cup's getting his. And so that's the thing. And I don't think, like, you can't tell Trayvon Diggs to shadow Cooper Cup because they're going to put him in motion twice before the snap, and then he's going to run underneath a receiver that's inside of him. And, like, you can't really say, I'm going to put my best guy on your best guy because you're going you're gonna to run through six picks. And, like, it's just, it's a problem. And so I think that's that's got to be the focus is what are we going to do about Cooper Cup and how can we slow that down? And if you beat me with something else, you beat me. Uh, but it ain't going to be that dude. You're going to beat me with, uh, I don't even know, Skoranek's first name off the top of my head. You're gonna be, ben, I don't even know. You're going to beat me with him and Allen Robinson, who Matt Stafford and Allen Robinson, they have not figured it out at all. Uh, you're going to have to beat me with anything but Cooper Cup and Vance said not to well actually Jesse. Dallas D is second and fourth and third and fourth and mid and third and fourth and long. They're 17th in short yards on defense. You were talking about offense, weren't you? He's yeah. talking about defense. No, the Cowboys defense has been good all around. I mean, the Cowboys defense has been good. The secondary's been good. The pass rush has been good. I think the only place they struggle is I think the linebackers are just okay and the defensive tackles are meh. And so your week is against the run. And if you had to pick something to be weak against, that's what I'd pick as an NFL team. I don't want to be weak against the pass. That's how you give up 40. Uh, if you want to try to run the ball 30 times against me and think you're never going to get a holding penalty and I'm not going to tackle you for a two-yard loss at some point, go for it. Uh, but that will matter. That, that'll matter. Um, in terms of we have seen games. The Rams were a team that did it to them once where you lost the game because you couldn't stop the run. The Rams were one of the teams that have done it to you. It's not something that happens all that often in the NFL, but you just have to not be horrible. And I kind of believe they won't be horrible. 
kind of. Does Sean McVay go back to that game two years, was a year or so ago, two years ago, and say, hey, let's look at that game and, and see? Nah, I know the, same, the players aren't the same, but, you know, is that something that they bring to the – because the Cowboys, what hurt that game was the same thing that's been hurting the Cowboys forever. They just aren't strong up the middle. Right, we we don't we don't have we don't we don't have that big body up the middle, um, who who is solely committed to getting and being a run stopping clogger. And they want Boana to be that guy, but he's just at this point he's just not, at least not consistently. Right, and I, I honestly I think that defensive line I think the mentality of that defensive line now is they're chasing sacks. They are hunting down sacks. Like, and, I, and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I, I think across the board, guys now, they have this thing of, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have the most sacks this week. And and that could play, that could be great. But it's that time where I need you to go, hey, forget the sacks. We're like if Washington had a quarterback who had the brain that was bigger than a walnut life becomes very miserable for you last week. Like Carson Wentz, like let's be honest, Carson Wentz is an idiot and I don't, I'm not, I'm not attacking the man. I'm, I'm attacking his football IQ. His football IQ is horrible. He has all the, he has the ability to throw the ball at any angle all over the field. Problem is he is dumb as hell when it comes to conceptual football things at that position. And the way that they were running the football last week, especially in the first half, if they had a quarterback who was slightly, sli- I mean, not even a whole, just a slightly competent on how to play that position from a mental aspect would have given the Cowboys hell. But the Cowboys knew, all right, we might give up some running games. But Carson Wentz is going to be the same guy who defeats a sack of Michael Parsons and rolls to the right. And, and having 10 seconds to throw the ball out of bounds to live to see another day, pumps it, pumps it, pumps it, pumps it, pumps it, and then throws it to the ground. And gets in, gets, not only does do you lose it down, not only do you lose it down, and you get penalized 15 yards when you had every opportunity to throw the ball away. Like that is the mental thing that you're dealing with with a guy like Carson Wentz. So I look at this game and I'm saying Matthew Stafford will he'll give up the ghost sometimes too. He'll throw he'll throw you a few. He'll keep coming at you, but he has a little if you get the running game going for them, he has a little bit better football brain than Carson Wentz. And that coupled with who his offensive coordinator slash head coach is can give you a migraine headache if they get that thing rolling. Yeah, and it's shocking to me that uh, Washington traded for Carson Wentz because think about it from this perspective. If you watched the game last night, I thought Matt Ryan still had something left and Indy was going to be good, and I was wrong. Like, Matt Ryan's done. Um, And Indy wanted Matt Ryan over Carson Wentz. Yeah. They know. Philly knew. Washington's (laughs) just now finding out. And I can't wait to see this offseason when somebody trades a – third round pick for Carson Wentz. And then they're going to find out that just his brain shuts down. If the first thing's not there and he just, he has no idea what to do in the entire world. It's absolute insanity. 
Uh, let me make sure I'm not missing anything here. And I'm not. The other thing is, at least to me, is that um, Cooper Cooper Rush, if a team starts to play him straight up, the Cowboys might be in big-time trouble in terms of scoring points. Because if you go look at what he does in passing situations, third down, the Cowboys have been atrocious. What they're winning on is when they're willing to go like first down play action, take a shot against man, the linebacker stepped up, and they're making just enough plays in those scenarios. And last week he tried to throw a couple of picks, got bailed out by penalties. Like the backup quarter quarterback thing is a hundred percent showing up, but they haven't played good enough offenses for it to matter yet. Right. And they've made just enough plays to get the job done. And so when it comes to prediction time, that's why I just think between Donald Ramsey, Stafford cup, I think this will be the week where, as you said, it strikes midnight and you'll realize, Oh, I was crazy for thinking that Cooper rush should be the quarterback forever. Um, and I know most, well, I don't know. I was going to say, I know most people don't think that, but man, maybe it's just that negative people are who you hear from more, but I feel like I hear it a lot where it's like, I've seen what Dak can do. He ain't winning the super bowl. Cooper rush will. And I think this is the week where it catches up and you don't get a couple of bailouts and maybe there is a turnover or two and the team stops being so committed to stopping your run and says, no, we're actually going to play coverage and see what your quarterback can do. Right. And I, and I think it, and I think it may become a struggle this week. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you 100%. And, and those who, you know, if you, if you just pop in the tape and look at what, what you see, like you can look at it and go, yeah, I know the winds are coming, but the winds aren't coming because he's that dude. Like I said, he's barely making the plays you need to make and they're going in his favor. The defense has been playing lights out, but there's anybody with a brain bigger than Carson Wentz can look at that and go, Give me Dak Prescott when he's healthy any day of the week. Now, I said this all week long. I said what Cooper Rush has done, Cooper Rush has found himself in a position where he no longer has to worry about waiver wires. Oh, he's got another five years in the league now. Yeah, like he's found, like he's done something that's going to make him more money than he's ever thought he could make. And someone next season will probably sign him to a two or three year deal and you know, it might be $30 million, kind of like, you know, I don't think, I don't see it being a Teddy Bridgewater deal where he got like 60 or whatever it may be, but someone he'll, he'll always, he'll have a job always for the next four to five years where he'll make a couple million dollars a year. And then when it's all said and done, he'll look up and he'll go, wow, a dude who got cut mad times who wasn't wanted. I, I, I ended up making $25 million total at the end of this thing. I'm going to go and, and chill on my ranch and enjoyed my youthful days with my wife and my children from the money that I stole from the league after just four or five games with the Cowboys. Yeah. And Marlon, anyone know how long Peters is out? We don't know. I've seen a lot of people reporting that he's doubtful for this week, but I, th I believe John Machota said that something along the lines of this could be a few weeks before you get Jason Peters back. What chest injury would last that long? I'm, I'm thinking I, of that. I don't know. I'm thinking a peck because, like, what well, is either a peck or a, a torn heart. peck is the season, so maybe a strained peck. I don't even, I don't even know. I don't, I don't I, like, uh, I'm trying to think of chest injuries that I've heard of. Maybe the clavicle, maybe the strained peck, or I don't, I don't know. Like, 
a chest injury or a heart? I don't know. Yeah, I don't either. Um, so when it comes to prediction time, I'm going 23-17 Rams, but I will throw out there the caveat that I won't be stunned if the Cowboys win this game, but they'll have to win on, as Todd Bowles said, they'll have to win on first down on defense, let the pass rushers loose, affect Matt Stafford, and somebody on that offense has to make the three big plays that can let them get into the mid-20s where the Rams struggle on offense can't keep up with it. Uh, but I'm, I'm going 23-17 Rams. I think that's what I went with on the show earlier. It was 23-17. Oh, really? <laughs> it's yeah, a good I, score. I, like, that's what I went with earlier. I went with 23-17 myself. So I, I'll go 24-17 so we're not picking the same score. All right, rock and roll. Uh, anything you want to add before you do your heart and I tell people to be cool to each other? Um, yeah, don't forget, you can go on and pick up these cool Believe uh, in Cowboys t-shirts. Uh, I don't know if we make any of but, but whatever. They sent me some free merch, so I guess I'll promote it. Um, eliminate the contingencies. Yes, and remember, you have no idea what anybody's going through. This has been brought to you by Bet Online. Uh, so be cool to everyone. I love you. Bye. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.